Scaffoam North America specializes in scaffold sales and rental. For over 40 years, Scaffoam has developed its global footprint with physical locations in 15 countries. However, as a group, we haven't lost our family-owned roots. Serving North America with locations in Canada and the USA, we strive to offer our clients the highest caliber of products with the most professional and efficient staff. Products typically include scaffolding and heavy-duty shoring systems. Our scaffold design team and engineering group are even able to make custom solutions for customers when they're in need of a specific product that no one else provides. We are industrially focused with large infrastructure projects, including but not limited to towers, facades, bird cages, spheres, suspended scaffolds, refineries, dams, power stations, bridges, water towers or standpipes, water digesters, hoardings, stair towers, and rolling scaffolds. If you would like to learn more about Scaffoam International, please see scaffoam-rux.com. Welcome to the Sailor Jimmy Podcast, your one-stop shop for raw takes on current events, sports, news, and everything in between. Inspiring people to chase their dreams, share their success stories, and find joy in life. Now, here's your captain at the helm, U.S. Navy veteran, Jimmy Rogers. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sailor Jimmy podcast. We have a special format we're going to do today. We're going to change it up a little bit. Hello. We're in studio, Beefy Marketing, Tomball, Texas with the one and only, you may know her as Beth from TikTok, but her real name is Dallas Wilson. But today I am. Today you're Beth Walters. With 60 seconds. Some of you may know the show 60 Minutes with Barbara Walters. Today it's Dallas is portraying herself as Beth Walters because she's going to be interviewing me today. I was, it's supposed to be more like you're in the hot seat, but I feel like I'm in the hot seat because I've taken this so serious, like so serious. I know. And I just like, I'm sweating. I'm nervous. I feel like I'm well, interviewing like the president of the United States, <laughs> which he's nowhere near that, but whatever. Hey, <laughs> he thinks that way, but. Maybe one day. So we're just trying to come up with creative things to do on the show. And last week I just said, hey, Dallas and I, Beth, have kind of created this new rapport that people on social media are enjoying watching and listening to, especially on TikTok. We've got a couple of videos that went viral over a million views. And I just thought, hey, why don't you... Uh, Get it right. It's <laughs> always me to make sure he says the right thing. It's 2 million, over 2 million Oh yeah, views. One, one of them has over 2 million views. Thank you. A couple have a couple hundred thousand. So it's been a lot of fun doing that with you. And I just thought, hey, let's change it up. Let's give you a chance to interview me. So I told you, find some questions, talk to family, friends, come up with some questions. And I asked them to reach out to me. Some did, some didn't. You won't know who's asking the questions. Majority of them are from me, but a couple of them are or could have been or maybe might be from other people. Okay, fair enough. You have a thing called rapid fire. So I kind of just wanted to follow the same thing. Yeah. Before we get started, though, real quick, I want to give a shout out to Scaffold North America, who is a show sponsor, my good friend JJ McGinnis, and then also Texrax Dougie, who we had on the show last week. There's Scaffold right there. Uh, Scaffold North America, do scaffolding, shoring, swing stage, all that good stuff. So if you need any of that, hit up Scaffold. Then obviously our our good friend Dougie over at Texrax, always being supportive of the show. My love favorite you, friend. I love his logo too. It's so patriotic and just really cool. So anyway, shout out to them. We can't do the show without them. So just want to show some love. All right. So I actually am wearing head to toe. We actually designed Valor Apparel made this shirt. 
Brian McGinnis said hammered and having fun. So I am wearing hammered and having fun shirt. Duke's hat. You know, I really like those people over there. I went to eat over there a couple weeks ago and they treated me really well. And the food was actually really, really, really delicious. So stop by Duke's and get you a shirt. Brian's a good dude. So is As you mentioned, Valor Apparel, most of you listeners probably know I own Valor Apparel, which was one of my first entrepreneurship projects when I got out of the military. But we made some shirts for Duke's. Yeah. So let's get in. Rapid fire. All right. Let's go. Rapid fire. What's your favorite food? Asian food. What's your beverage of choice? Alcohol or non-alcoholic? Doesn't matter. Pick one of each. Water and Gatorade for non-alcoholic and then alcoholic. It's Right now it's Jaeger Mom or Crown Sprite. What's your favorite color? Gray. <laughs> Freaking knew it. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Gray. What color can you see? Gray and gray? Gray and white. Gray and white. What word do you use the most? Mm-hmm. Mm, you stomped me on this one. Kindness. I don't know. That's what you what, say Which the word do I use the most? What do you think? Dallas, get off your phone. <laughs> That's what he says the most. Summer or winter? Winter. Are you glad you hired me? I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's another question. No, absolutely. 100%. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Shoot. All right. It's better be hard. So let's talk a little bit about the military. Okay. If you could change one thing about the military, past, present, future, doesn't matter. What would it be and why? I could change one thing about the military. I would change the perception of it from the outside, what people think it is. And then once you get in, actually, you're a part of it, knowing what it truly is. See, everybody thinks that if you're in the military, that you're just, you know, shooting guns and you're war all the time or combat. And some of that is true, but it's also a, you can live a normal life in the military and work a normal job, nine to five, earn a paycheck and skill set. And I think like before I joined, it was always one of the biggest fears of joining was, you know, you could possibly die, right? Well, you could possibly die working many other jobs as well. The military is just another, it's a, it's a job. You can die going to the grocery store nowadays. Absolutely. So I would change just the perception of people like, of what the American people who, are, who have never, I guess, served, educate them and letting them know exactly what, what it really is. So do you feel like people in the military that are actually taking on consideration of joining, do you think it's more of a fear of the unknown? Or? 100%. I think that's a big factor. Think so. Yeah. Like my stepfather wanted me to join the military. He pushed me to join the military right out of high school. We were in the height, but it was in the height of the Iraq war, right? People were dying. Walter Reed hospital was filled with bodies, people losing limbs, arms, legs. So I was like, hell no. Like I'm not, I don't want to go deal with that. And then of course my life got desperate and I joined the military. And part of that not wanting to join was the fear of dying or, you know, going to war. That was going to be one of my questions. Did you ever have a fear that you weren't going to come back. Did I ever have that fear? Mm-hmm. The only time during my military service where I felt the fear of never seeing my family again mm-hmm. was when I left for my deployment. The walk I made from the pier to the ship when I last hugged Lindsay and her dad goodbye. And it wasn't that, hey, I was going to go over there and get shot or killed. I mean, you just, but it was the fact that I was leaving for six months, going to a dangerous part of the world, working in a dangerous environment on a flight deck. Anything could happen, right? So that was the fear. Yeah, there, there, and that was probably the only time in my four years that I felt that fear of never seeing my family again. Just that walk. Just going to throw, if I handed you a glass of sweet tea and I, would, and I said you would live forever, would you drink it? <laughs> if I could live forever? Because I know I how bad you hate sweet tea. I hate, sweet, I hate tea, period. <laughs> but I mean, if I could live forever, don't right, you wish me, we all could live forever? <laughs> no. 
Because I want to go to heaven. Well, then there, well, that's true. But then you also wouldn't, I guess, have any motivation. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. If you could add a branch to the military that is not a part of the military right now, what branch would you add and why? What would it be called? Well, we just added the Space Force. A branch of the military, man, I think we're pretty covered. I don't know. If it's, you don't add nothing, you think it's I wouldn't just add good. anything. I think that we have all we need. Oh, you know what? I have all I need when I sit next to you. Just kidding. <laughs> no, she's not. She's serious. Let's talk about your childhood a little bit. Okay. What is your worst childhood memory? And this is childhood, adolescent, adult, like going into... Like what age? Like from birth any, to any, what? From birth to 18 years old when you left for the military. My worst childhood memory. Yep. To be completely fair and honest, I can't answer that question on, on here. Okay. <laughs> I, w- I wanted the answer. Yeah, I'll give you the answer that I can best give you that's not, that I, that I feel comfortable giving. Worst childhood memory. Maybe quitting the basketball team the last game of the season my senior year. You uh, did? Yeah. See? I learned something new and about And that's just me, something that I've learned in life that I always look back on. And, you know, if you ask my high school coach now about the situation, they actually did a big interview with him. We both made mistakes on his side and my side, but looking back, regardless of the mistakes that were made, I feel like that I would have just accepted my punishment and just wrote it out because I did learn something that was very important in life, is, which, is to, which is to not quit, and it, it was a very valuable lesson, but that's one of my childhood memories that always has stuck with me. So what would you say your favorite childhood memory is? Favorite childhood memory? Mm. Could be about your brothers, you know? Probably playing basketball and, and growing up just playing sports. I was a really, really good, not to brag on myself, but. Don't was, say softball because you suck at I softball. Was, no, but I was really good at most, like any sport I played. I was always the, the first or second best player on my team. Like whether it was the y, YMCA leagues I was playing Little League or Little League Baseball or. So basically your parents had to pay to get you on a team. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always looked forward to it. I'm sure a lot of people can relate when you're playing like youth sports. And you're, you know, you go to bed on Friday night and you know you have that Saturday morning basketball game and you're like, whether it's basketball, baseball or football, like you just can't wait for the morning to come and your mom and dad to get up and take you to the game and play your game. That was always like really cool. I wish I could go back and do that again. If there was one thing that you could say that you are proud of your mom for, what's that one thing? My mom? Overcoming her addiction. Perfect. What about your father? I mean, he's fine. He doesn't need <laughs> Ooh, yeah, okay. He's giving me, I think he gives me good looks. I think I get a lot of my handsome looks from him. <laughs> no, but he's also... Jesus, take the weed. He was very entrepreneurial spirited himself. So I think I probably get a lot of my staying up at, late, at night thinking about all these different crazy ideals from my dad. What about your stepfather? One of the best men I've ever known. He's just, well, the fact that he puts up with my mom. Love you, mom. But he taught me a lot. How to change a tire. Those are important things. You know, just... You know, right, right from wrong. He doesn't change his own tire now. He probably calls AAA. <laughs> you're right. Because exactly. I pay for it. I pay for it. Why not? If you're going to pay for roadside assistance and AAA and all that stuff, why not use it when it happens? Especially if it's 105 degrees outside and you get a flat tire on the side of the road. Why do you want to get out of your car? Look, if I was like on a dating a new girl and we were dating or something and she got a flat tire and I wanted to impress her, then maybe I would jump out and like jack the truck up or the car up and change the tire. But like if I get a flat tire on the side of the road... You bet your ass I'm calling my roadside assistance. So if you saw an old lady on the side of the road, would you get out and change your tire or would you call AAA for her? Like if she's an old lady on the side of the road and yeah. I pulled over to help her? Yeah. 
Well, it depends on many variables. What time of day is it? What is the situation around us? Are we on the highway? Are we on the, you know, F, a farm to market road? Like, I'd probably say, let's call it your play. Okay. Who's your favorite brother? I don't have a favorite brother. I love them equally. What are their names? Jason and Jonathan. Do you wish you had a sister? I do have a sister. Who is she? I have two sisters. Melissa. And? Shows how much you know about me. Exactly. I didn't even know. That's uh, Melissa. Name. And then I have a half sister named Ginger. Ginger. That's probably perfect. Ginger, we need to meet so I can make fun of you. Yeah, she's cool. Okay. Same dad, different mom. Do you believe in the word hate? No. Do you love me? Yes. Okay, that was one of my questions. Like, <laughs> do you love me? She has 15 questions. One of them is, do you love me? What is something that you dislike doing? That I dislike doing? What popped in my, in my brain initially was I love hanging out with people. I love being around people, but I also hate hanging out with people. So... I dislike being around a lot of people. If you were given 24 hours to live, what would you do with those 24 hours? Man, I don't know. I'd probably just try to spend as much time as I can with everybody I love. You wouldn't like go out and party and be wild, like do things that you normally wouldn't do because, I mean, you got 24 hours. Nobody's going to care after that. I wouldn't want to go out that way. I would want to spend as much time as I can with people I love. I mean, I'm not saying we wouldn't drink and maybe have a good time, but... You wouldn't go play golf naked? No. I wouldn't want that to be the last memory of the world out of me. Yeah. See, we're different. I'd probably like throw a fundraiser for somebody. No, I'm just kidding. For me? Because I don't have a car. You need a, you know, <laughs> we're working on getting you a car. H-E-B, Kroger, Walmart. Hold on. It's a tough one. Stand by. Oh, he's waiting on Jimmy. Actually, Todd was watching. I was on Facebook Live mm. and uh, Todd was watching. I'm sure he's waiting for that question. They are waiting for it. Why'd you leave out Brookshire Brothers and... We don't have a Brookshire Brothers over here. Yeah, we do. Where? There's one in Old Magnolia. Okay, that's 100%. Old Magnolia. You live in... Fiesta. Oh, gosh. Well, if Fiesta would like us to talk about them, they can send us a check for sponsorship. Right. But I know Mr. Butt himself, H-E-B Butt. I like both of them. I really do. I think H-E-B, you'll spend a lot more money because there's... I feel like the selection and like the things that they put out, like all the tasting and stuff like that, you can really get you hooked. And you like anytime I've gone to HEB, I've always spent much more money than Kroger's. Kroger, I feel like they're like a smaller company. I may be wrong, but I do shop at Kroger because it's closer to my house. Yes. Yeah. And you'll spend less money, like I said. HEB does a better job of like marketing. They get like the athletes, the Astros yes, players, I Texas agree. players. I, I do agree with that. They do a lot of really cool commercials. They're fun. Yeah. So I don't know. HEB, I think, does a great job of drawing in customers and they have a better, you know, selection of stuff. But I'm always going to support my, my Lansdale brothers at Kroger. <laughs> Ooh, this is going to be a good one. What scares you about yourself? Everything. Everything. Everything about myself scares me. It's a good answer. Because I'm kind of a psycho. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I will say that I'm, I feel much better. I'd rather fear myself than like not fear myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like it makes life super fun and interesting. And if I, if I was to take it back to like the way I thought about it 10 years ago, mm -hmm. then I, my life would be so boring. Yeah. And that's what I was, I was thinking this to myself last night when I was writing that, you know, kind of about, you know, how I've been changing. And it's like, if I don't fear myself, then I have nothing to improve, you know? Well, it's like your dreams. If, they're not, if they don't scare you, they're not big enough. 
Well, I mean, my dream has always been to be a stripper. And I mean, I'm going to be it one day. I'm going to be a stripper one day. Well, you're probably like, you're kind of that. <laughs> kind of close, kind of close, kind of close. But if you guys want me to, to continue to be employed with Valor Enterprises, you know, because there's Valor Apparel, there's Valor Entertainment, Valor Tickets, and Jimmy Rogers Babysitter. <laughs> Buy one of these shirts, okay? Buy one of these shirts, and I put them for $22. The reason I say 22 is because we lose, we lose 22 veterans to suicide every single day. You can also buy one of these shirts, and we can also send them in a care package. You know what else you can do with these shirts? It, this, by the way, the shirt says we love our veterans with Valor Apparel on the sleeve. Is If you own a restaurant or a business that staff wears T-shirts... You can order these shirts and have them like worn like every Wednesday or something. You can call like if you have like a military discount night or something, like Dukes could have this shirt and put yeah, their logo on the back. So you can get really creative with – like we had a company do the Red Friday shirts that way. So they ordered the Remember Everyone Deployed Red Friday. And then on Fridays, they would the staff would wear them on the back and they said their company logo on the back. So Valor Apparel, if you need any custom embroidery, screen printing. Dallas, 832 eight nine zero six eight zero zero in English. El Español ocho tres dos ocho nuevo cero seis ocho cero cero. Por favor, hábleme. Thank you. You can text her twenty four hours a day. Yeah, twenty four hours a day. I don't care. So, what advice would you give young Jimmy? Man, don't be so stupid. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. The only advice I would give myself is to believe in yourself. Because there was a lot of years that I didn't ever think I would be anybody. I thought I would, like, for me, before I joined the military, I can remember thinking, man, if I could just make enough money to, like, have a roof over my head or put food on the table or take care of myself, I can move out of my parents' house and just take care of myself. If that's $2,000 a month, whatever it is, like, I didn't have any confidence. I didn't believe in myself. So believing in yourself is a big, I would say, key to success. I think a lot of people struggle with. They may see something that they want to accomplish in life or do stuff, something, but they don't think that they have the skill set or the talent to attain or or do it. Like even as far as like getting a, getting a just bachelor's degree. Just do it. Just do it. Do, isn't that a song? Like, that's the Nike. It, that's the it. Nike punchline. Okay, cool. But yeah, you got to believe in yourself. And some of that starts with you got to have baby steps of success. So a little bit of success here. You start to believe in yourself a little more. You know, have another successful, reach another successful goal in life. You get a little bit more confidence and you just, you know, then you start believing more and more in yourself. So, but you got to believe in yourself. If they said right now, hey, Jimmy, we want to put your face on a currency, what would you pick? Shit, I'd pick a $100 bill. You know why? Because there's a lot of zeros behind it. <laughs> no, because I'm zero. money. I'm all money. <laughs> I'm money, baby. My mom says everything I touch turns to gold. Then I'm just sitting here. <laughs> right, mom. What am I? What am I? Uh, no, no, go. You're on your way. Right now, you're about bronze. or so You might you could be coming silver, but you're on your God. way to gold. Look at you. You're on here interviewing me on my podcast. Yeah, you know what? You got I, viral actually, videos. No, but you know what? Actually, I might get a little emotional right now when I said this, but he actually, it was, granted, it was two o'clock in the morning, and I had a few to drink, and he messaged me, and he's like, I got an idea, but let me tell you a backstory. Prior to this, he says... Hey, if we meet up and go out this weekend, I don't want to talk about work until Monday. So then on Saturday night, he messages me and says, Hey, you know, I got a great idea for the podcast. And I said, I'm sorry, this number's been disconnected. I don't discuss work until Monday. <laughs> so, but actually I was really like, it was weird because I always have like this very jokey side of me and a lot of people don't see the 
education side behind me. You know, I, I do have a bachelor's in business. I have gone to college. I've done myself. University of Phoenix. No. <laughs> Damn, he's stupid. <laughs> I made up my own college. Still a bachelor's degree. Still a bachelor's degree. <laughs> yeah, still a bachelor's degree. It doesn't matter what college you go to. But, you know, my dad used to never award me for my grades. It was always education is your is your award. It, you know, you, you don't get paid for making good grades. That's how you make your way in life. So have a great mom. Hi, mom. Well, I love you, Connie. You love you too, it. mom. Hey, raised a great daughter. Speaking of education, though, and a lot, there's a big debate about this. A lot of people think that the value of education has declined. I don't. I think there's a, I think there's extreme value in education. You don't have to have an education to be rich or successful. That's not, that's not my argument. My argument is that if you do decide to get your education, whether that's a bachelor's degree or even an associate's degree, or if it's a certificate of completion of some sort of trade school, uh, trade school, there is a lot of value in education and furthering education. You should always, no matter what in life, still continue to further your education. School is very difficult, especially college. Somebody asked me like a year ago, what's the most difficult thing you've ever accomplished in life? And I said, well, getting my bachelor's degree. And they're like, wow, really? They're like, you've accomplished so many things. Getting your bachelor's degree is your number one hardest thing you've ever done. I'm like, yeah. Like writing all those essays and all those papers, doing the research on stuff I didn't want to do research on, yeah. just doing the classes I didn't want to do. Man, that took like serious mental discipline and like... I hated college. Unless it was a class like a business class or something that I enjoyed, it sucked. You know, and there I do think there's some issues with the education system as far as we try to push things on we try to teach students shit they don't need to know. Right. It's like why are people learn that want to be Backwards like backwards math? Yeah. If you're not gonna be like a scientist or something with that kind of math, like I understand learning basic math, multiplication, add and subtraction. Maybe some, a little bit of algebra, but like learning how to do A plus C minus D divided by Q over F. Like I had to do some of that stuff, but I'm never, ever in the rest of my life ever going to use that again. But then you got kids out there who can't write a check. They can't write an email. They don't know how to, write, they don't know how to create an email signature line. So we're not, I do think that we're not teaching our kids some stuff that they really need to know. Do you and think that, that everybody should have street smarts? I think everybody should, but everybody won't and they don't. I mean, if you grew up with a very wealthy family, you typically don't have a lot of street smarts and that's not offense to anybody. I'm just no, saying, of course like, it's, it's not an offense to anybody, but I'm just saying like my stepdad was a police officer and so was yours. Right. It was a, and so I remember the very first time I decided I was like 13 years old. I decided like, I'm going to run away. I don't <laughs> like you guys. And I lasted less than 24 hours. But the next day my dad takes me to the County morgue and says, this is what happens to girls who run away. This is what happens you know, and that scared me into like, I'm never leaving. I'm not doing this, you know, but I got street smarts. You know, my dad would, would make me, you know, he taught me how to shoot a gun. He taught me how to defend myself. He taught me, you know, right from wrong. And he would let me listen to the news because he wanted me to know what's bad in the world. I personally think that there's a lot of people who will like hinder things from their children. And then you get upset because, oh, Johnny came home from school today and he said a bad word. Well, I mean, would you rather explain to him what bad words are yourself or would you rather him hear another definition of what, you know, is actually going on in the world? Like, you know, there was an incident that happened with my own with my own children. A fight broke out and, you know, my son is is petrified. And I'm like, you know, for me, I'm like, you're 17. You're going to be 18. You're going to go off to college. If you can't handle seeing real life things, then our future is screwed. It's screwed. And I just feel like. Yeah, I think there's street smarts will take you along. Street smarts can really help you in life. I mean, it's like I'm a kung fu panda. 
Like, there's no joke in this. Like, I know how to fight. But I'm just saying I just feel like people should have a better understanding on what's out there. And not everything you see on the news is true, but most for the most part it is. Well, you got to have life experiences, right? You got to have things happen to you, happen to your family. And you have to go through these things, learn how to handle them to make you a stronger person, a better person. You know, nobody goes through life with just clean, no, never having to deal with any problems or issues. It just doesn't work that way. So I appreciate the things that I went through in my youth and even military, post-military, things I've went through in business because all it's done is teach me how to handle things, how to have thicker skin. But yeah, I mean, it's all relative to success. So let me ask you, what's your favorite thing to talk about besides yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Probably sports. (laughs) I'm a sports guru. Why a bow tie, Jimmy? Why a bow tie? Well, I don't really know. I just, you know, I feel like the gala, a gala is kind of, it should be more festive and like wearing a suit and tie is more for me like business. Mm-hmm. But I look at the gala as like a special event. And then, I don't know, I I think I started wearing a bow tie maybe like three or four years ago and I just, I enjoyed it and I got a lot of compliments on it. So I've just stuck with it. Why you don't like my bow tie? No, I do like your bow tie. I just wanted to know why a bow tie. Like there's a story behind it. Like. A hater. You know, I got rejected and didn't go to prom and now I wear a bow tie thinking I'm badass all the time. I don't know. I will know. say I, mean, I didn't think that, you know, a while back, like, I didn't think about wearing a bow tie because my mind just didn't work that way. I'm much older, but did you have a pager? Oh, no, cell phones were out when you were out. I mean, like, I had a pager. I had a pager. Did you? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Did you 100%. know how to put, like, codes in? Yeah. Like, I love you. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like, when people, when they would, like, page you, they'd have to put, like, a star and, like, a number behind it so that you would know who it is that was sexy, like, paging you. Yeah. But if you had a pager, you were super cool. Yeah. yeah. I had two. For sure. One for my mom and one for my host. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, mom. Wow. So, tell us a little bit about what you got going on right now. Like, these tickets are in front of you and so is the shot, but, yeah. Man, I've always got stuff going on. You know, so we got the podcast going on, which we're doing right now. We were sitting at the bar the other night, and this guy was like asking everybody, like, "Hey, what do you do? Hey, what do you do?" And you know, got a couple of friends sitting there. One was like, "Oh, you know, I'm a security person at Margaritaville, Kyle Hill." Then he got to me. He's like, "And it's always I never know where to start when people ask me this. Or right. when I meet a new person, they're like, "Hey, you know, what do you do?" And I'm like, "Well, shot Tom. Like, I'm the you know executive director, founder of Boots for Troops. Should I start with Valor Entertainment? Should I start with Valor Tickets or Valor Apparel? Should I tell them about the podcast? Did you see what I just said? <laughs> what do you like to talk about more than yourself? <laughs> exactly. See? So I said, I just kind of just tried to give him the rundown. I gave him like one, I think I just told him I owned an entertainment company and we do concerts and galas and event consulting, talent buying, male strippers, things like that. And I'm just kidding on the male strippers. And then, of course, my brother was sitting there, so he had to fill the guy in on everything else I do. Oh, yeah, but you also have a podcast. Oh, but you also have Valor tickets. Also, so First thing everybody says, can you bring me on the podcast? Yeah. I mean, can you bring me on the podcast? I mean, you have to – I don't know. It'd I mean, be, like, really cool to be on the podcast, like you, Dallas. I'm not really cool. I had some people yesterday – I was at a meeting, and I had some people yesterday come up to me and were like, hey, are you working on all those questions to ask Jimmy Rogers? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. I kind of am. And he was like, so what's up, Beth? And I was like, that's cool. And he's like, so what's going to happen if you become famous? And I said, I'm going to stay who I am. Like, yeah, right. I'm not. I, no, I, I've. You're already changing. That's a lie. You're I'm changing for the better. Excuse you. Because you said when the cameras are You're, you're like you. semi-famous on TikTok, right? And you're already acting like you're way cool and like. I did that way before that. No. 
No, I don't like it. We're going to have to tame you. <laughs> no, this, what's my favorite word? This isn't going to work out. <laughs> this is going to work out. Actually, my favorite line. But you know what? I, I, I should have asked, what's your favorite line? Because it's, what are you doing with your life? That is my favorite line. We need to make that shirt. Yeah. But I started saying that because I mean that. And I ask people all the time, what are you doing with your life? Because you only have one life to live. And follow this guy on TikTok. And he made this video. And he said, the biggest mistake young people make is thinking they have time. Because you don't have a lot of time. Before you know it. You know, I even tell Shelby, she's young and she's doing a lot of great things with her life, but I, I try to keep her motivated and I probably annoy the hell out of her, but I want to see her progress in her career and I want to see her challenge herself, especially like if you're in your twenties and you're not challenging yourself every single day or, or every week to do something more with your life or your career, then you're wasting time. So twenties, good old twenties. I mean, what are you doing with your life? That's the question. And whatever Jimmy tells me to do. <laughs> When he pisses well, then see, me off. you're doing something with your life. Oh, I mean, that's God, here we life. go. He knows when he's aggravating me, I literally say, yes, sir, daddy. Yes, sir, daddy. Well, can we talk about this? Let's get in a little bit more detail on this because I actually like that question. And I'll come back to these tickets in a minute. But what are you doing with your life? Because there's a lot of people that I see that have dreams and goals. And I hear them talk about them. And this is, I'm being for real right now, like 100%. But they don't act upon them. They're afraid, it, like act, taking that first step to make your dreams come true takes a lot of courage because you're looking at the, how long it's going to take you to get there. And it just seems impossible, but you got to take that first step. You got to make, you got to start progressing. And when I joined the military back in 2000, 2011, that's almost 11 years ago, my life was in complete disaster. And the, the path to get back on track just seemed so far away and so difficult that it just didn't seem obtainable. But the first step to getting my life back on track was joining the military and maybe sacrificing four years of my life to get back into a normal path where I could be successful. And, and, and Did the military make you more of a man? Or do you feel like you no, were No, when I went to the military in? and graduated boot camp, I came out more like, more girly. You did? Oh, yeah, it's the Navy. <laughs> Seaman. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, absolutely. Maybe more of a man. Military will make anybody, not just a man, anybody, whether you're male or female, the military will make you grow up. Yeah. It'll teach because you don't have a choice. They don't give you a choice. Uh, the military is a very strict lifestyle. And that's why it's really hard when I, like, even with you or Shelby or Lindsay or all y'all that I love so much, I have to, you see it. I get attitude or mm -hmm. I'm very like, I have my days where I'm just... I'll give you 10 seconds of what it's like. I am from the military. I run a very tight ship. <laughs> this is what I do. This is what I expect. It needs to be communication. The worksheets need to be updated on a daily basis. If they're not, <laughs> something falls through the cracks. We don't need to wait for several weeks for everybody to up start updating. You got to update as things come in, ladies, okay? Don't make me keep repeating myself. Again, I run a tight ship. I'm from the military. No, but what I'm trying to tell y'all is that 60 seconds of being to, Jimmy Rogers. I have to work on myself. <laughs> I have to work on myself because I have to, it's hard for me sometimes communicating with, like when I get around a group of veterans, they, they get it, you know, when it's, it's just a different type of, like in our, the way we were taught in the military was you told to do something, you do it, period. And then you can make, if you forget once or twice, okay, you're probably going to get yelled at the second time. You're going to get really yelled at the third time. But out here, if somebody doesn't do something, when you tell them the third or fourth time, you have to like talk nicely and, you know, it's going to be okay. And like, that wasn't how I learned. Like the reason that we have the best military is because 
people follow directions. They do what they're told. They do it exactly like they're told to do it. And there's no coming back third or fourth time because a lot of this stuff in the military is written in blood. It's written in people have died. Okay. So some of the rules, regulations, procedures, processes were written because people died. So it's just a different world out here, but. I was actually named after someone who died in Vietnam. Who? My uncle, my dad's brother. Uncle Dallas. Uncle Dallas, yeah. My grandfather is Dallas Clyde Sr. And my uncle was <laughs> Dallas Clyde Jr. And Keep thinking about your impression a minute ago. It's hilarious. I mean, it's better than what my nickname was. My nickname used to be Tsunami. Because <laughs> I would just I call you D. Through. He calls me whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his favorite word is. It is what it is. You're lame. That's but what he says. I think like even for you. Like you took the first step on your path to success, which was coming to work for me. Wow. Okay, look, <laughs> while we're laughing, fix that piece of hair on the side. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Oh, no, he's got this Donald Trump hair going on, y'all. Like it's it's bad sometimes. <laughs> it's bad. Like I'll let him walk into a place like prior to me and then come in after and be like, oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. Because that hair sometimes is like... Remember my hair at the gala after party? <laughs> no, I have it on my mind. I couldn't do it. I couldn't... I'm sitting there looking at you and you're like, what, what, what? And I'm like, dude, look at yourself. Look at... I'm like, here, find a mirror. I have my bang. It was like... It, it was like a total Donald Trump comb over. It was like serious. Uh, it was like... It was funny because you kept saying that and then like three other people were like, dude, what's up with your hair? I'm like, yeah, I didn't have a mirror. I was like, what do y'all, what's I up with my I didn't mean hair? to toupee ask you. I mean, but it was like toupee <laughs> seriously. And I mean, he's got nice hair, but I don't know if he just got a blowout that day or called AAA to help him come fix it. It was but the hairspray. It was like making it stick together at certain spots. Well, whatever brand that is, we don't use that anymore. That's, we'll go back to Pantene. <laughs> well, <laughs> so talk about what you got going on recently. Or I got everything going on. You know me. I got Roger Craiger coming to Humble. I'm sorry. It's not I. It's we. We have Roger Craiger coming to Humble August 20th. For we're, doing a, we're fundraising at this event for the Jimmy Rogers Military Spouse Endowment and also the Madison Carlton Endowment. Ooh. Good job. <laughs> Remember that, that time. Two scholarship funds that benefit our youth or military spouses to go to school and earn their education. So. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's probably gonna be a little hot. I know a lot of people are thinking it's gonna be hot, but it's actually under a covered arena. We actually went though. We went during the hottest yeah, part of the did. day. It's fine. And so when you walk in, it's got these bays along the side. Number one, no porta potties. Yes. Yeah, real bathrooms. Real bathrooms, and it's got these bays, so they're all open. The very back is open. It's very kind of. I don't want to say the word airy because that's like kind of a Karen word, but it's. I'm not going to say that it's not hot. I mean, when I walk into a room, it's going to be hot, y'all. Come on. I mean, <laughs> look at me. Look at me. But what I'm saying is, is like, it's for a good cause. It's going to be under. It's all shaded instead of you. I mean, come on. You guys go out there and sweat, you know, like sweat into the oldies like Richard Simmons. But <laughs> it's not It's not about this. It's going to be a lot of great food. It's going to be a lot of great It's about we're doing a good a That good is thing. correct. What did I say earlier in my live video? Well, you know what? But you need to say there was already been proof that Boots for Troops gave away two scholarships already. So it does help to come because we're going to put your money to use and there's going to be liquor there. So you just buy a whole bunch of liquor and then you'll never even remember why you're there to begin with. So just live your <laughs> life. What are you doing and you with hear your good music. hear good music. Yeah, great music. There's Roger Kreger, Scotty Alexander, who I'm excited. Susan Hickman, Daniel Holmes. Susan Hickman. Yep. She's one of my favorite. Daniel Holmes. 
just talking about him. He used to play in my backyard. But what we were talking about earlier on my live, remember, I don't know if you remember, but we talked about if you're going through life and you're not doing something to give back to your community or to the world, then again, like, what are you doing with your life? Because there's no better feeling than helping somebody or something else in a positive way. And too many of y'all are going through life, you're going to work every day, going about your business, and you're not impacting the world in a positive way, you're not giving back, and you're missing out. It doesn't have to be Boots for Troops. It doesn't have to be this scholarship fund. It could be a cancer foundation. It could be a homelessness foundation, a hungerness. I'm dead serious when I say I really challenge each and every one of you to once a month or once a year, go drop off some clothes at a at the Goodwill or go serve the homelessness. Go do something. There's a local resale back. shop that every single morning coming to work here in Tomball. I don't know the name of it, but... They're always helping people, and there's so many it's people standing team. up. It's called Team. They've been around forever in Tomball. But the point I'm trying to get across is everybody should do something to give back. And if you're not, you know, we can all give back in different ways. Not everybody has to give a ton of money. It's not always about money. You can give your time. We had a girl that was doing community service hours for Boots for Troops, mm-hmm. and she was just trying to get her community service hours done. Well, she came in and was enjoying it so much. It just made her feel better. Yeah. So now she's like, hey, I'm done, doing my, I'm done with my hours, but I still want to come in like once a month just for a couple hours, and I want to help out. And she just, she loves it. I want to say something. One of the, I mean, I have a lot of proud moments with you now that we hang around. Jimmy, just so y'all know, Jimmy can't be without me for more than, <laughs> if I'm not with him, like every day, he starts to freak out. So it's fine. I get it. I need somebody to pick uh, on. Yeah, he needs somebody to pick on, definitely. But I also, we always keep each other very level-headed. Like, oh yeah, you want to go bra? No, let's not do it. Come on, dude. Let's calm down. Like, we're, we're <laughs> Stop beat up these people today, okay? I'm like, you have a lot to lose, okay? And he, you know what he tells me? Dude, but you're the one that can go to jail. I'll bail you out. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're such a liar. You're so I'll go to jail for him, people. No, but one she of the- She knows if she fights, if she fights then she's going to be fired. I lose my job. Yeah. She'll be fired. But one of the proudest moments I, I remember, we were heading out to actually the Humble Civic Center, and there was a guy on the corner, homeless guy, and he said, you know what? I'm going to give him some money. And Jimmy opened his wallet, and- didn't have any ones, didn't have any fives, but did have 120. And rose down the window and hands it to the guy and just literally was like, I don't care what you buy with it as long as you buy what makes you happy. And it was just like, it was just one of those things where $20, I understand that they, there's tons of people standing on corners and they're all collecting money for, for whatever reason. But for in that moment, for that man not to be judged for why he's standing there was a really proud moment for me, you know, to like know you. But like I wrote on Facebook the other day, I said, I love you. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. And so many people responded so to that, like, I love you too. Like, I love you. I love you. Yeah. And it maybe it, it's, not, it's not meant for someone in spe- you know, specifically. It probably impacted somebody positively. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? The whole thing about the $20 bills to the homeless guy, just a little bit of insight to my life. There's thousands of people that love what I do and support me. Okay, But there's also people out there who are hateful. And I've had people say, oh, you know, he just does it for the attention. Oh, he does it for this. Oh, he does it for that. And, you know, and that stuff can really bother you. You know, when I post things on social media to show the impact that Boots for Troops is making in the world, it's because we have people that give a lot of money to our organization and they have the right to know that the impact it's making. You know, if somebody gives a lot of money and there's never any proof of anything happening, like, let's say we get a testimonial in, right? Like the one that I posted yesterday with the girl who sent back the pictures with her package and her little message. You know, if we don't share that stuff with everybody, 
then we lose donors. We lose the support because people are like, like for instance, there's how many organizations have we talked about where people give money and you're like, well, where's the impact? Mm -hmm. We post that stuff, not for the, for the attention or what we're doing. We post it because we're trying to show those donors and those people what we, all of us that are in this together are doing. So, you know, I've had people take shots at me or whatever, but like, for instance, stopping and giving that guy $20, you know, I don't run to Facebook and say, oh, I just gave a homeless man $20. No, you didn't post about it. It's not like you brought this up and I appreciate it, but I do a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't know about. People ask me for this for, for benefits. They ask me to show up to this benefit. They ask me to sponsor this benefit, give them stuff for this benefit. And I hand stuff out left, right, center, stuff that I could use, stuff that I need to give my time. And I never say one word about it. So people out there that just want to be rude and, and you asked me earlier if I believe in hate or I don't believe in hate. But I think that there's a lot of hateful people in this world who just want to be, for the life of me, I don't understand, just want to be hateful. Hateful, yeah. You can be hateful for a reason. It's terrible. You know what? I just looked up at that light and I was like, let there be light. And it helped you not sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, if you are doing something good out there for the world, who gives a shit what somebody thinks? You know what? We need more, excuse my language, we need more positive stories. If you're doing something good, if you're buying somebody a cup of coffee, or you helping somebody, I want to hear about it. Post it on your Facebook, please, because I'm tired of getting on Facebook and hearing about people arguing about guns, abortion, all this negative stuff, shoot, mass shooting. What's wrong with sharing? So if we can share all that negative stuff, why can't we share all the positive stuff? Why do people be judged? Oh, you're just helping this person for some attention. That's so stupid. You know what we should do this holiday season, like around Christmas time? What's that? Get all of our group of friends like, and go to a you know local Denny's or a local... You know, restaurant or whatever, mm-hmm. and all of us chip in, you know, twenty, thirty, fifty dollars, and even people can probably come in and say, "Hey, the single mom works at this restaurant." Every we do it every day. year already. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. We, well. do it for, we do it for a military spouse. We have pictures and videos on my Facebook. We go and we sit at a restaurant and we find a veteran who's a single mom or something, and we sit in her section. We order food and dinner, and then we tip her like a thousand dollars or five hundred bucks for Christmas. So, let me ask you a question. <laughs> you got a few more minutes here, so you better ask. All right. You got any, any more tough questions? Yeah, let's talk about your future a little bit. All right. Let's talk about it. Do you have a bucket list? Yes. List five things on the bucket list. I want to go to Yankee Stadium, Fenway Park, and Lambeau Field. I also want to go back to Europe. I went to Europe when I was in the Navy. I went to London, Portsmouth. I want to go travel back to Europe. And then what I really want to do on my bucket list is coach – High school sports at some point in my life. What sport? Basketball. Okay, I was about to say, not anything else. I think I'd be really good at it. Where do you see yourself in five years, Jimmy? In five years, I see myself potentially running for politics in in some office position, maybe. It's a hard thing to imagine right now just because, man, I'd hate to be a politician. It's just the whole D.C. thing is just messed up. But one of my good friends, Morgan Luttrell, just is, I I think, is going to win election. And he's actually invited me to come you to... You don't say you think. You say he is. He is going to win. There you go. And he invited me to come to D.C. if he gets an office and give me a tour of the Capitol and stuff like that. So I, th- I find that very interesting. But I'd love to see how his experience goes and pick uh, his brain. Morgan? But... Beth is coming. Maybe. But even at the local level, like severing on the school I'll board... I'll the White House right now. You don't... You can't get a hold of the White House. <laughs> you know, actually, I did that one time. I just wanted to hear what they would say. So late night, I called the White House and it says, good evening. Thank you for calling the White House. And I was like, we'll never return your call. Oh, this is real. (laughs) 
How may I help you? Maddie said he has questions. What's, your, what's your question, Maddie? I may run for mayor of Tomball. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter what you do but, with your life. I took a chance and left nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I took a chance and left nothing. <laughs> no, I used to, I used to, you know, run a successful business myself and I got tired of it and I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. And I started teaching again and then Jimmy missed me too much. Hi, he doesn't want to admit it, but he did. And a month later, you know, so I, I actually took a big pay cut to come here, but I love it. And I'm not complaining because I've always said, if you're not happy with what you're doing, then nothing's worth it. And for me, my happiness is everything. And I'm not saying that I'm happy 24 seven because I am a huge bitch. Well, you took a pay cut for now, but I think you have a, a higher earning potential long term. Again, the more, and this goes to anybody in any career, the more you learn about your job, the more valuable you can be, whether that's you with me or anybody. Like if you learn how to work, work those spreadsheets to the T, if you yeah. learn how to, if you can be in an event, I'm going to be there. I want like to be able to bust my ass enough where I am not going to be replaceable. Well, and that's true, but you just got to make yourself that much more valuable to, to the company. And I think that you're on a great path. You got to stay focused, I work really hard. but you got to do what you love and there's got to be value in that. See, if you don't do what you love, then you hate work every day and they're not going to be the best you can be. I just want y'all to know that Jimmy has a problem. This is Jimmy's dessert plate before this podcast. <laughs> I'm not, I'm putting it all on the line right there. I control him with this called the Papaw stick. No, you don't control me with that. <laughs> but also looking into the future, you know, whatever it is, because I have a lot of ideas. When I put my mind to something, whether it be many of these companies ever started or this podcast, like this podcast kind of off to a rocky start, I would say like we're still learning, right? We can always do better, but we'll get it right. Whatever I do, I'm going to know I'm going to put my heart and soul into it. Y'all notice when I put that cookie in front of him, he got real nervous, right? He's kind of like, yeah, it's all right. I'll put it away. By the way, we're looking for sponsors if you want to be a sponsor of the podcast, but we're going to make changes and make an adaption. We're going to adapt and we're going to... We're going to make it super successful. I mean, it's already successful. I mean, I could stop doing this podcast tomorrow and be like, you know what? The people I got to sit down and hang out with, interview with, working with Beefy Marketing and all this stuff, it's been a blast and I've had a good time with beefy. it. Beefy. I like saying beefy. Let me ask you a question. Talking about Beefy Marketing, what's your favorite commercial? For Beefy Marketing? No. Anywhere. Favorite commercial on TV? Like right now or ever? Ever. Remember that commercial you used to say, well, they used to call the dudes, you used to call you like, what's up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> you know what mine is? If your transmission's got you down and your motor falls apart, it's time to come to Thunderbolt. You don't need a brand new car. We still believe in value oh, and we man. pass it on to you. At Thunderbolt, we fix it right and we guarantee it too. We put the yee-haw back in your that. motor and transmission. Well, I mean, I think it came out in the 70s. I like that commercial too. I'm going to go downtown by Lincoln or Mercury, Mercury too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Do you remember? I don't know if you ever saw it where the lady throws the tire through the, is it discount tire or the old school? Remember the other day when we were driving and that lady in that Lincoln was like, like this on the oh, steering yeah. wheel? She was like 95. She was like 95 years old. There's yeah. one like that for Wendy's and the lady goes through the commercial, yeah. through the window. She's like, where's the beef? <laughs> Jim Adler. <laughs> The Texas hammers. That's what Maddie just said. That's a good commercial too. Well, man. What was it? What was I feel like question? Jim Allen should have a hammer endorsement, or like he should have his own hammer line and sell them at Home Depot. What's on your bucket list for as far as singers coming to? You know, who do you want to see 
I don't really have one right now. I'm not, I, I, it is what it is. Like, you know, that's part of my issue in life. And I talked to this, I talked to my father-in-law about this is one of the issues I'm going to have once I get older is nothing's going to be fun to me anymore because I've had so much fun in the last 10 years, like through my military service and then building these companies and working with these entertainers and, you know, putting on these shows and some of the stuff I've gotten to do, like, I can't believe some of the stuff I've gotten to do at such a young age. And, and, you know, my, my mom and dad get super jealous of me, but it's going to affect me later in life because everything's going to be boring to me. Nothing's going to be fun and exciting. You know what that's called? What? Spoiledness? No, you're blessed. Yeah. Super blessed. You're extremely blessed. blessed. I mean, you became more blessed when I came into your life, but I mean, that's, that's very true. Like a hundred percent. People don't understand like, that I but listen, should have a degree in therapy. But listen, I, you, you, you bring a lot of joy to my life you, and you know how to like make me, you keep me like, like we can be having a tense moment and I'm like frustrated about something, but you can bring me back to like laughing and like, Hey, it's all going to be okay. And it's, let's, let's, no matter what you're going through, you should just laugh about it. To be honest Yeah, but you. you have actually made me realize more that my gift is making people laugh because I do it all the time. Yeah. Like, and it just comes you natural do. to me, you know, like you he, he thinks I should be a comedian and, and you're not for everybody. Like some people don't like, yeah, you're some people don't like me and that's, and that's fine, okay. but I, we're all, not everybody's for everybody. Like I'm not for everybody either, but you're for me and I love you. So. And you're for me and I love you. Y'all heard it first ladies. We're here with Beth Walters and the 60 seconds. He just admitted that he loved me two times. So about yourself, but as we wrap this up, what I will say, because it's really annoying is you say that I'm blessed and I am blessed. I have a very blessed life. But my life wasn't always this way. And I got to where I am and nothing grinds my gears more than people are like, oh, must be nice. Or, you know, look at him. He's so lucky. You know, let me tell you something. I was homeless. I slept on couches. I had nothing. Like when I tell you I had nothing, ask Lindsay when she met me what I had. I had literally I had nothing. But I put in the time. I put in the work. I put in the hours. I grinded. I had the sleepless nights. I set my own goals and I got to where I am because I worked really, really hard. And anybody in this world can do the same thing. So if you want to look at my life and say, well, cool, he gets to drive a nice F-150. Oh, he has a nice house. Oh, he, you know, he gets to hang out with this person. Well, you can too. You just have to work hard and put your mind and set your goals and go after your goals. It's all attainable through hard work. So I don't like to listen or do with people that say, oh, you're blessed or, I mean, you're this, you're that. Yes, I am. No, you, no, you are can blessed. say it, but like you are blessed, but yeah, yeah. you deserve those blessings. You've worked for it. You and everybody saying, deserves them. Yeah, yeah, everybody deserves them. Yeah, I mean, I'm a blessing to myself every time I look in the mirror. Like, don't be mad at freaking Denzel Washington because he's badass. He's a great he, actor. He, but he, I guarantee, he worked his tail off. Oh, hey, I will tell you this. Jimmy is going to be presenting an award at the Texas Country Music Awards, November the thirteenth in Fort Worth at Billy Bob's. You can also be a part of that. You can help him get there if you want. I mean, he needs gas money. I need gas money. I don't have a car, but you can give me gas money. I can't believe you get to present an award. Why do you get to do it? I mean, I mean, she looks at my TikToks. The president, Linda Wilson, looks at my TikToks. I mean, I don't know if it's your page, but whatever it is. Anyways, it's been fun today, Dallas. Thanks for taking the time and hanging out with me. I think I'm going to have you on more. I think we have a good time together. Today was a little bit, little bit of a serious episode, but we're going to do some fun stuff in the future. But it needed to happen because nobody ever really gets to see that kind of, you know, yeah. serious side. There's actually a documentary coming out about that part of my life that's going to be coming out soon this Christmas. And I think that it'll bring a new light on... Perspective. Perspective on, you know, my life and then like, Anybody who may be in a similar situation who wants to be where I am and was where I am, we hope to inspire and encourage and 
changed lives through that film. Before we wrap up again, I want to say a special thank you to Scaffold North America, JJ McGinnis, mm -hmm. his company, and then Dougie with Texrax. Here in Texas, it seems each year, the weather's becoming more and more extreme. Heating, air conditioning, and refrigeration maintenance, repair and replacement can no longer be left to your run-of-the-mill contractor. In today's world, you need a company that can provide not only top-notch services, but also provide excellent customer service and is reliable, honest, and professional. Well, folks, we're here to tell you, Texas Refrigeration and AC Services, better known as TX Racks, is the company you've been looking for. Texas-born, Texas-owned, with 30-plus years of experience, TX Racks offers a full range of services for residential and commercial heating, cooling, and refrigeration. If you're looking for the best of the best to handle your preventative maintenance, which will keep your equipment operating efficiently and prevent unnecessary breakdowns. If you're looking for a company that is well-trained in indoor air quality to keep your family and employees healthy and happy. If you're looking for a company with integrity, reliability, and great customer service, look no further. TX Racks has you covered. They offer a full range of air conditioning, heating, and refrigeration services using the most up-to-date technology and training with a mobile app to keep you informed about the arrival of your technician and the expert knowledge and experience to evaluate the quality of air you're breathing, along with always providing a live professional to take your call. TX Racks keeps Texas homes and businesses warm in the winter, cool in the summer, and keeps all of us covered with the best warranties in the business. Always on time, always dependable. Call TX Racks for all your cooling, heating, and air quality needs. TX Racks is your go-to in Texas. Always ready to rack up on satisfied customers. Call TX Racks today. It's summertime. I know people's having issues with their AC here and there. Call Douglas, Douglas with Tex Racks. He'll take really good care of you. Hey, real fast. What about this drink? But don't take advantage of Doug. He likes to do his stuff for free. So this is a real quick Tiki Rum Mai Tai Cutwater. Uh, actually, Silver Eagle Distributors gave me a case of this because they wanted me to try it. We may start serving this at some of the Valor Entertainment concerts, but if you're out at one of the concerts, check it out. It's a pretty good drink. Been really good for me, and I'm not much of a, I'm not much of a drinker. <laughs> we love Silver Eagle. They're big. They're big supporters of Boots for Troops and Valor Entertainment as well. Anyways, love you guys. It has been an honor, Jimmy. Thank you for giving me you the bet. opportunity to ask you some of the tough questions. I knew there would be one that would stump you. So for it's sure. what it is. Thank you guys. I appreciate so much all the love and support. And I'm going to keep putting the fork in my mouth. So stop asking me to put it down. It's not going to happen. <laughs> all right. Love you guys. We'll see you on the next episode of the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Peace. Yeah. What are you doing with your life? Thanks for listening to the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Jimmy, check us out on the web at SailorJimmy.com. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash SailorJimmyTX. On Instagram at SailorJimmyTX. And on TikTok at SailorJimmy. We'll see you next time.